Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast today. Again, I am your host. Today, we have some amazing, amazing guests joining us, two guests today, which is not normal. We usually have just one, but we have the amazing Bishop Gary Oliver and Dr. No M E joining us here today. And you guys have the Secret Place Ministry, the Secret Place Podcast. And so we're going to discuss a little bit about that today, the value of having a secret place and how that applies into our life as well. So before we get into that specifically, I just want to give you both the opportunity to share your Christian testimony, how you met the Lord, how it changed your life moving forward. I grew up in a Christian home. And so at a very early age, uh, I was being taught about God, taught the word of God, and at a very, very, very early age was in church. So my first experience uh, with Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I was five years old, and I really had a real God encounter. So I always tell people, don't doubt your children when they tell you something very special that happened to them in the presence of God, because Jesus is just as real to a five-year-old as he is to me today. And so consequently, I've been full-time in ministry since I was 13 years old. So a long time. Wow. Wow. And when you say full-time in ministry, what does that look like for you? Well, I started out as a full-time music director. Uh, I had at 13, I had 125 voice choir, a full band, and I was the praise and worship guy. So I did all of the praise and worship and started writing praise and worship before praise and worship was really a thing. Now it's a genre, right? But back then it was, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Great. So, Thank you, Gary. And how about you, you as well? Uh, for me, it was a little different. Uh, my home was not um, culturally established as far as going to church. You, you, you were born Catholic in the Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. And I just had always had a thirst just to do more. Um, started attending to some denominations that invited and I just had a thirst for God um, at the age of, I would say it was eight years old. Um, mm-hmm. And by the age of 11, I'm taking all my brothers and sisters to church and dragging my little 11 month old brother with us mm-hmm. because I just had a natural, just, I was searching for God. And since then it's been a journey um, for me, my experience, I would say, Driving at a young age, um, I felt like God was always protecting me and telling me how to avoid danger. And to, to the, today, we have testimony after testimony of how many times he has protected mm-hmm. uh, myself, my family, my kids. Um, and so it just, since then, it's been a continuous, it's, you know, like I tell my kids, it's non-negotiable. This is something we live to serve the Lord. And that's what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. 
And I have to know how you guys met because you guys are both here today. It's not it's not common to have two people joining us. So if you, how did you guys meet and, and how did that lead into the ministry as well? You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Known for deep prophetic insights and revelations, Prophet William Sozi discovered that he had an extraordinary gift like no other at an early age. From his school days, the prophet would see things in the spirit and then translate them into the physical. Along with his education journey, he prophesied and touched many students and teachers' lives, winning souls and leading people to Christ. Find more information at www.prophetsozi.com. That is www.prophetsozi.com. Radically Apostolic isn't just a book that Charles Robinette has written. It is a life that he has lived. It is a life unashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is an echo of the cry, Lord, send me. For the Christian who might be feeling a holy discontent in the harbor, this book will serve as a map for your journey. Find more information by searching Radically Apostolic on Amazon today. Well, I actually knew her sister uh, for a long time, and um, I kept seeing pictures of her because her sister would cut my hair when I had hair. And uh, when I would go and get my hair cut by B, I would see pictures of, you know what I mean? And I would be like, man, I need to know your sister. Uh, And uh, so ultimately, we met uh, at a leadership conference about four and a half years ago or so, something like that. And uh, for me, it was like, wow, at first sight. And uh, once we talked, I mean, it was, it was a no brainer for me. (laughs) And uh, so we've been married now for a little more than two years. And how would you say that the marriage in ministry, how does that go together? Well, it's actually very powerful uh, because if we all uh, understand the scripture. We know that marriage is a type of Jesus and his bride, Mm -hmm. which is the church. And so marriage for us is a very, very important issue that our marriage be held in right standing Mm -hmm. and that we stay in right standing with one another. And we keep ourselves wrapped around God and God wrapped around us in all of that, because we know that we're here as a representation of ultimately Jesus Christ and his bride. So it's a very important issue for us. Very important. Mm -hmm. I I love this because this is the same for myself as as well. He being here in Brazil, I can't speak without a translator. I can't preach without a translator. I've had so many translators over the years, but my favorite one is my wife and we do ministry together. And there's nothing better than a husband and wife preaching the gospel together. I, I love this. And so I had to ask because I, there's nothing compared to this feeling for me anyways. It definitely, there is a, there's a strength in the unity of a marriage mm-hmm. when you come into ministry. You, there's covering, Absolutely. there is water and you're doing things together. It's not one above the other, but you're working together. And so that's what led for us to, we know that many times uh, we think it's us. In this case, our our marriage was divine appointment. Now mm-hmm. like we do things, it's like, oh, no wonder this was, a complete setup. And you know, when you're in surrender, God just directs you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things to say here 
are that it's not just my message that I'm preaching. It's our message because I didn't develop it on my own. It's from our lifestyle. It's from all the things that God's teaching us in the season. So when I have another translator, they're just repeating. When I right. have my wife translating, it's she's preaching too. It's it's us together. So I love this so much. So it's amazing yeah. to have you guys both on the show today. Thank well, you. and she actually takes my messages and translates them into Spanish and puts them online for our Spanish-speaking friends who watch us all the wow. time. So yeah. it's very That's cool. It, I know how long that takes. So better. you're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so it's your guys' podcast, let's discuss that a little bit further. So the Secret Place podcast, I see you guys have season two up right now. So let's talk a little bit about how that podcast came to came to happen. Okay. Actually, there was uh, a few years ago, I wrote a song, Take Me to the Secret Place. Uh, and we just called it The Secret Place. And um, the song is out of Psalm, Psalm 91, of course. Uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it is a place that is so secret that not even your enemy knows where it is. Because it is a place in God called the secret place. And that's where we feel the most vulnerable, but we also feel the most protected. It's where we feel we can be the most transparent and the most loved at the same time. It is a place of credible paradoxes, but incredible healing at the same time. And so the secret place to us is a place the way it came about was for me, I wanted to present the gospel in a way that the average American out here who doesn't read the Bible or someone in Brazil or someone in Mexico or wherever they may reside, Sweden or wherever, and they don't read the Bible, that we could talk about scriptural truths and apply that to everyday life. So how it works so beautifully for us my doctorate is in theology. My wife's doctorate is in psychology. So I bring a theological perspective to which she brings a psychological perspective. Talk about a, a divine marriage working yeah. in ministry together. Totally divine, man. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And then what we find also in the secret place, it, you know, if you grew up in church, you know that this is how you're able to come and pray to God. This is your conversation. But many of us, because we don't know that we, we still feel unworthy, we don't mm -hmm. know how to approach him. We don't know how to pray. We don't know because worthiness still is so heavy within our script or what we call the script that is telling us who we are, who continues to remind us all the wrongs that we've done. And so when we acknowledge, yes, we are sinners, but also Jesus came and gave his blood for us then we're able to already have that opening, that door open because we're coming through him. And so it's really acknowledging, yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we're sinners, but we still, because of his blood, we have the opportunity to still search for him and come to him. And so knowing and acknowledging where we are and still knowing that God still loves us, that was the part that we thought was so important for us to bring into the secret place. Mm-hmm. And you guys keep saying the secret place. And so I want to ask a little bit about that as well. I read a book several years ago called Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge, if you guys have, have ever heard yeah. of this. And this changed yeah. my life of what the secret place means. And so if you could just open that up for our audience who don't have that perspective, what is the secret place and can it move? What do I have to do to get there? Things like this, practical wise. I think for me, the secret place 
is that place where I commune with God. Now, I know that the scripture talks about Jesus said, when you pray, don't go out on the street and pray, because when you pray before men to have people see you pray, then you've received your reward when they see you. And that's really, that's that's all that's about. But he said, but you, when you pray, go into your closet or your private place or a secret place. Go someplace where you're not bragging before people. Uh, about your communication with God. Uh, so many people, you know, if you, you've been around church for a minute, uh, you when you hear them pray, they're almost more preaching to everybody they think is listening to them than they are praying. Because prayer is a very respectful, but it's also a very candid and it's very simple. It's a communication. It's where I can talk to God out of my heart. And that place, that secret place, can go with me into the vilest of all places on the face of the earth. It can be at work where you're being hated on. It can be in the midst of a crisis. It can be in the midst of the most peaceful place. It can be wherever you, because the secret place is literally within us. It is Christ within me. That is the mystery that Paul wrote about. That is the whole secret that God was trying to bring anyway, is that I don't want to live outside of you. I want to live inside of you. So yeah. that secret place is inside of me, and it's where he communes with me. And sometimes when, you know, I hear people say uh, that they stop prayer in school, that they stop prayer at the workplace. You know, to a real believer, you can't stop my prayer. Because if God could hear Sarah laugh within herself, yeah, and surely He can hear me cry. Judging the secrets of men, also He knows these things that are happening, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's and for you coming with the Catholicism background, right? You said that you experienced this. How does the prayer of the secret place go with this prayer of the what your background was? Right um, there, it was more of a specific location. Mm -hmm. you go you go and confess your sins you know you do this repetitive ritual of you know and and really that's what was that's taught um yet i have found that it, it's not a specific location it mm -hmm. is how you search him that no matter where you are you're able to search him into that secret place that when you come through humility when you search for him when you're in those desperate times when you normally will bolt into worry, then you switch it over into prayer. Yeah, and so it's mm -hmm. those, those are the, you know, it's not looking for a specific physical area or closet. Yes, those are great places. And, in you know, people say, well, one day when I establish my prayer closet or one day when I get my little prayer room or and the fact is, is that we can search him anytime and yeah. he's searchable, he's approachable. We just get to, we just get to realize that that is our place. As long as you know, we come in with humility, he is going to answer. He knows all of our woos. And so yeah. it, it's good to know that he is approachable. Yeah. yeah. And we have a theologian in the house today. So what did Jesus say to the woman at the well, if you could tell us? I mean, I think that goes perfectly here. Yeah. It, it, when he talked to the woman at, at the well, he told her that the time is coming and now is. And that's the piece that I love that I think that we leave out so many times. 
when those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. And it, that doesn't mean I have to have all the truth to worship God. It doesn't mean I have to have just be so baptized in the Holy Spirit that nothing else matters. But it literally means that in the reality of who I am in mm-hmm. spirit or in theos or enthusiasm, and there's a there's a moment where I connect with him that I know that nobody else can help the situation I'm in, but God can because I've seen him do it when nobody else could. So I cry out to him and it is in spirit and in truth. And Jesus said that time is coming and now is mean indicating that if you were perceptive, like David was perceptive and prophetic, David tapped into things before they ever happened. Yeah. in the in the uh the area of dispensation of grace but david was living he said i know it's not blood of bulls and goats that you want but it's truth in the inward parts that's exactly what jesus told the woman at the well you can bring bulls and goats and there's still an attitude inside you but when the truth is inside you and the truth is in your inward parts then you worship in spirit and in truth, you really wow. worship. Wow, this is a good yeah. podcast today, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for all the you Yeah, and she was, you know, she was worried. I'm not worthy because I'm not part of the chosen. You know, you've chosen certain people, and I'm not. I can't even enter into the temple. Yep. And he says, "Where I'm taking you is not where you need to go. It's a specific again to a specific location. Right. It is in the heart." And mm-hmm. so it that that is to know that anybody can come to him that is that is the the truth that the love that he cares and that he loves us and that the sacrifice that he did is so that we would be able to anywhere wherever you are it's not a specific place you can search for him and find him yeah Yeah. i want to talk a little bit go ahead go ahead please what i would just add to this is you know the, the piece in thessalonians where he said rejoice always in everything, give thanks. You know, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. That peace, pray without ceasing. A lot of people think about that in in such, you know, bizarre ways to me. But I like to say it like this. Since I came out of my mother's womb, I started eating as soon as I came out of her womb. Mm. And I have not ceased to eat yet. Huh. It doesn't mean I eat all day long. But and it doesn't every mean you fast day. all the time either, right? Both right. ways, both sides. It, it means yeah. that every day I find a place somewhere mm-hmm. to get something to eat. Wow. And the same is in prayer. It's not that I pray all day long, but there's a constant attitude of prayer mm-hmm. in my heart and in my spirit. But I, someplace I'm going to stop and say, you know what? I just need to pray for a moment. And just have that communication. That's that secret yeah. place. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I want to touch a little bit more on both of your backgrounds. You said uh, the theologian style, the doctorate in theology here, or in, in psychology here. So let's put these together. How do the, these play into your podcast? And what what you, do your guests, your audience receive from that? I think I think the the real simplicity of it all is theology is 
it 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 can seem like such an ambiguous thing that people are finding it hard to figure out what is theology, what is not theology. I'll give you a very simple understanding of really good theology. Go read the Gospels and look at how Jesus interacted with the Father. All good theology will be found in the life of Jesus and his response to the Father. So if I can study the life of Jesus and understand that his whole purpose and destiny was tied up in the will of him who sent him, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. It's not that I don't have a will, but I've learned how to submit my will to your will because I want to carry out your purposes. And with that, that's the theology part of it and the theological statement. But if if that if I can take that theology and then break it down psychologically to how we act and respond to things as human beings triggers, uh, you know, hurts, wounds, uh, daddy scars, you know, parental issues or sibling issues or sibling rivalry or all kinds of things that affect us today in this society, depression, anxiety, worry, uh, all of these things and break them down so that we can understand what God is really saying in the moment. And I think she does a great job of helping us get there with that. Yeah, you know, we're in a in a point where we're hurting so much and we're looking for guidance. And I think just knowing that, you know, let letting people know that they're not by themselves, that they're going through this on their own. I think that that helps. Uh, we had a podcast uh, two weeks ago talking about just being, you know, the the kids when they when they leave to college and all of a sudden you're an empty nester. How do you deal with that? You know, there's no book that tells you, you here you are all your life living for a life of dedicating to your kids and making sure that they're being brought up right, especially, you know, making sure that they they follow what the Bible says that, that they need to do and and that God protects them. But then what do you do? What are the steps after that? How do you deal with the fact that you are feeling a little empty? You know, what what do you do? And um, I, you know, I think that that hit people in different ways, people who have lost, um, because it feels like there is a loss, people who have gone through divorce, there is a loss, mm -hmm. there's a piece of mourning that goes in that. And so many times they don't talk about that. But then you see the marriages is like all of a sudden the marriages start having some problems, because now their number one connection was the child that was both of them coming together to be parents. Mm -hmm. And now that one that unified them is gone. Not only are they dealing with emotions, now you got them rediscovering who they really are because in that moment, they were sometimes in more of a uh, proactive, just trying to make sure that the baby and is taken care of. Well, now they get to discover themselves all over again. Who are they before the children came? And so it's understanding that many times if you don't know how to identify those, those things, it can cause some traumatic things into a marriage. And especially if the child, if you don't know how to deal with those emotions or really understand that we mourn different ways, we go through pain in different mm -hmm. ways, we, uh, depending on our background, we address it in different ways and that it's totally natural to go through certain grievance, even though you really didn't lose them, 
but the mind tells you they're yeah. not under your home. They're not under your protection. It's understanding how to put that into perspective the of now my relationship with Jesus too. Wow. So I got to keep that first and foremost. Right. So I've got to work this piece out so we can stay focused right here. So that's that's literally where the psychology and the theology kind of walk hand in hand for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks. So this is how our audience today can learn from your podcast. You're, this is what you're going to expect, this type right. of teaching from your podcast. Okay, yep. great, great. Can you guys touch a little bit more on what is the Secret Place Ministry? I think this is important as well. Well, the Secret Place Ministry actually was birthed out of the podcast, uh, but there again, the Secret Place Ministry overall is all about the fact that I spent years in ministry as a worship leader. And so I'm a worshiper at heart. And I'm going to always have worship a part of whatever I'm doing. Because mm -hmm. to me, worship is all about presence. And presence is where everything we need is found. And I love, I, I, I would go back to the piece in Exodus, I think it's the 33rd chapter, where Moses is telling God, uh, hey, you want us to go over here, but you know what? We will go if you go with us. But if you're not going, don't send us, because there's only one thing that makes us different from all the other peoples on the earth, and that is your presence. And I have to say that that is a reality that we have to focus on today as well, is that the only thing that makes me any different from anybody else in this beautiful town that I live in and anybody else that's in ministry, the only thing that would make any of us different is the presence of Jesus. He yeah. is the determining factor. And so Secret Place Ministry is literally about, and if you, if you really understand worship, uh, which I am sure you do, but as a person uh, who is listening today and trying to decipher what does it really mean to worship God, uh, praise is really more about uh, what I feel about God that I sing to somebody. I tell somebody, you know, uh, the Bible says that the angels cried, holy, 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 one to another. They didn't say it to God because God knows he's holy but they told it to one another. In fact, I will tell you in praise, you will never tell God anything that he hadn't already told you about himself. Wow. He already knows everything about himself and we get to catch on to the revelation and ride in on it and go like, oh my God, he is holy. And so the angels cried, holy, 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 one to another. And the Bible says that the doorposts of the temple, this is Isaiah six, shook not because God was in the house, but it says it shook at the voice of them who cried. And sometimes if we really want to move of God, it just takes somebody opening their mouth and beginning to praise him. That's where we talk to one another and begin to explain to one another, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy. You know, and we sing little songs like I wrote a song years ago, Celebrate Jesus, uh, that some of the listeners may have heard, you know, celebrate Jesus, celebrate. And so we sing this little song. Well, I'm not singing that to God. I'm really singing that to my fellow brothers and sisters. Celebrate. Let's celebrate him. Why are we celebrating? Because he is risen. He is risen. 
and we sing the song to one another until we get so lost and caught up in the praise and the vacuum of praise is worship and it pulls me wow. straight into him and when i fall into him then all of a sudden my dialogue changes and i surrender on a different level and i begin to worship him and worship is directly to him when we really understand the power of all ministry all ministry is not about what I get to do in front of people. Ministry is about what I get to do in front of God. That's what takes me to the place called the secret place. What I got to do before I ever came to the platform. What I got to do before I ever came out here to speak to you is I got to get into his word and I got to hear him. And I got to see him. And I want to explain to you what I saw. And that's where the secret place goes. Yeah. My dad always said, live for an audience of one. He always said that that's since right. I was little. Live for an audience of one. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's watching you. Live. Your daddy audience. was telling you right, man. Yeah. 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 How would, what else can you say about that? Yeah, I would say that it's it's about really giving him always the praise and giving him the glory. And so what we bring within the ministry is to be able to, to give everyone that, to know, get, get that actual knowing that no matter what you were told, no matter what happened to you, no matter how bad your situation is, you have hope. You, you can still come to him. That's what he's there for. And, you know, no matter what society saying, uh, or society has rejected or has, you know, criticized you or has, Parents have told you certain dialogue that continues to play in your mind. You can find him. And so that is the secret place that you have. It is a one-to-one -one conversation between you and God. And God loves you. And so it's about letting people know that no matter what has happened, you can still come to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love what you said earlier, Gary, that the one thing that separates us from the other people in ministry, the other people in the world, I mean, there, if I look at it from a missionary standpoint, there are other ministries, let's say other organizations that are giving water to people that are thirsty and hungry, and they're meeting the physical needs, but we bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what separates us. We have, you're saying the hope we have hope. We have Jesus. Jesus is the hope. Jesus is the reason, right? This is amazing. Yeah. All of the yeah. we carry this. And if I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold enough to tell our audience today, if you are not, if you don't have this hunger and desire to tell about Jesus to other people, yes. then I don't think this living hope has really impacted your life in the way that it should have. Because if right. you don't want to tell about it, I don't think right. it, it touched you the way that he wants to, right? We should want Absolutely. to tell people about this living hope that changed my life. I was a drug addict seven years ago. Now I'm not. Jesus saved my life. He's my hope. He's my reason. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So while others may give them water that they drink and then they thirst again, That's it. we give That's them it. the water that they drink and never thirst Forever. again. Yeah. And That's it, it. becomes in them a well of living water springing mm -hmm. up into everlasting life. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, is, this is a great episode today. If I could ask you your favorite episode that you guys have released so far, what do you think that would be? Oh gosh. I don't know. We we've gone into quite a bit, but the one that we've received quite a bit of feedback um was the perception the script um the one about the water where we gave the example of the water you know yes. when triggers hit mm -hmm. the things get you know within time um we know how to pack it down you know put a surface over it but it's like you... if i have water 
and this water represents my soul mm-hmm. and my my life and all the hurts, all the pains, all the junk, all the stuff clouds the water, muddies the water. Some people come to church and come to Jesus and get totally delivered. And how they get delivered is by getting fresh water, enough fresh water that it washes out. Others learn how to pack it down and hold it at the bottom. But if you upset them and turn them to the side, mixes it up. It, it always comes uh-huh. back it, out. It does. It explodes. And so I'm a I visual learner, so I appreciate that type of illustration. Yeah. yeah, and and we love that. We even put a couple of examples because we do a live recording. We put a video where it showed, you know, the muddiness of all the things that come at you in the world. You know, mm-hmm. society telling you you're not worthy. Uh, your parents telling you, you know, you weren't meant to be good. You know, good enough. All these things that have happened to you, and so we show that. Yeah, within coming into mm-hmm. the Word and coming to know who Jesus is, that water, that muddy water, becomes clearer. Um, mm-hmm as long as it's being filled. But if you're just putting a surface, yeah, it, those triggers are always going to surface. They're going to yeah. come back. Um, you're going to be triggered and all of a sudden, and and that's okay. That happens. Just yeah. don't stay there. Many people stay there in the trigger yeah. and then they don't come back to church or they don't want to, um, they don't feel like, again, going back into worthiness. They don't feel worthy to pray and go search for God because they're looking into the, the, the shame is such a spiral. And such a strong emotion yes. that keeps you in chains. And that was meant for the devil to hold you down, to let you believe that you're not worthy of love and coming. I have to a Jesus. question for that. If you can, if I can address this. So what is the difference and how does the demonic play into the emotion of shame? So at what point is it just my shame? And at what point is it spiritual warfare? You can right. That. You know, and I can tell you the shame is tied to something that the devil knew how to trigger knew what was the what was the the that that soft spot that you you always fall for mm. when you are prepared and you know how to fight this where with God's word you can fight this the spirit the spirit but if the that that trigger can be easily pushed because you don't know what is it where is it coming from mm-hmm. then that is something separate that you're allowing you're allowing for the trigger to continue to happen. When spiritual warfare happens, you know that's a trigger and you know how to go into the war and pray and God will help you. But when you stay in the shame, you always feel like, oh yeah, it's me. It's, it's, I, I don't feel worthy. It's, it was a personal thing. I still, you know, I did that 20 years ago. Um, it, and like, you know, we even talked about false guilt. There's a guilt, you know, that we carry that guilt, shame that keeps you in that bondage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even move you forward into the prayer life. It doesn't move you into right. letting God take it, take it over because you still feel like, well, you don't understand my, my situation was so bad. You wouldn't even know how, how to, like, I can't come to you no more, but it is just the chains that wants to keep you there. And so knowing that God will fight it for you, you just got to give it to him, but you got to also let go of the script. If you're holding on to the script because he has served you all this time, Many people do get tied to their pain. And a lot of people find comfort zones in their pain because it gets them the the attention that they need. So they find a certain level of comfort having everybody kind of make over them. 
And so they will hang on to that rather than let it go. But the only way to get this water really clear, if it's got debris in it, is to run enough fresh water into it that it washes all of the unclean out. And it's the same with Jesus, that we just have to get under his word. We have to get under him. We have to get around people that inspire us. We have to get around people that can lead us and teach us. You know, I love to do a lot of different things. I have a lot of hobbies in my life and I, I love horses. I love to go ride cutting horses and I love to go, you know, rope a little bit and do all this kind of stuff. But if I'm really going to learn how, I don't want to go find somebody that's just average at doing what I'm doing. I want to go find somebody that's at the winner circle every time and say, hey, man, I want to ride with you. Can you coach me? Can you teach me? It's the same in any kind of sport that anybody would want to do. Well, it's the same in our Christian life. you got to find somebody who's got a great marriage to imitate their marriage. Right. you got to find somebody who is walking what they talk in order to be able to find somebody that you can pattern yourself after and learn from and listen to. And so it's very important that we, we seek out mentors and people around us that can really help us. The enemy's always going to try. And the enemy, as Dr. Noemi says already, the enemy already knows what tripped you up the last time. Yeah. He knows what will trip you up this time too. And if, you know, the the simplicity of a thing is simple like this. If you don't like broccoli, I can't tempt you with broccoli. Yeah. I can just hold it up in front of you all day long. I can do anything I want to do to it. But if you like broccoli and broccoli is your downfall, well, the enemy's not going to bring it to you just plain broccoli. Yeah. It's going to come with broccoli with some cheese on it is going to come broccoli, maybe in a sauce of some kind, maybe he's going to put it in a soup, but when you bite into it, you're going to realize it's the same thing that got me the last time. It just looks different. It just looks a little different. The enemy knows how to change and camouflage all that up. We have to be discerning and knowing, and that's how we learn by getting around other people like yourself. I'm sure you're a great mentor to many young men around you, your age. And it's being able to get around uh, guys like you and your wife and learn to walk this walk and say, this is where I want to go. And this is how I want to live. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you guys for everything that you brought to us today. Can you tell our audience, where can we find your podcast and your social medias if you have as well? Sure. We have our podcast is on Apple um, podcast. It's also on iHeart, Spotify. You also can find us on YouTube under Gary Oliver Encounter Church. Mm -hmm. um, we have the secret place as well under YouTube and our all of our Facebook. Um, we have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's under Encounter Church, Bishop Gary Oliver, and it'll take you right into the secret place as well. Um, we have the church under Encounter Church, Fort Worth. There's a lot of, there's a, quite a few of Encounter Church, but this one is the one in Fort Worth by Bishop Gary Oliver. And TikTok, same thing, um, Encounter Church, Fort Worth. If you go to our website, there are QR codes for every social media platform we have. And it can take you directly there. Um, you can click on the links and they all go there. But the in the uh, website is encounterchurch.org. 
encounterchurchfortworth.org. Encounterchurchfortworth.org. And the way you will recognize it is you'll see my little bald head sticking around up there. <laughs> I found it. I found it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify that link for our audience. It's encounterchurchfw.org. Correct. Yes. FW. Thank you. It is fw. fw.org. Yeah. And then there that, you that will be in the description that. as well. Yes. Yep. Okay. And on there, when we can also send you the social links if they would like to click on the links. Um, under ministries, you'll find the secret places in there as well, along with the Apple. He's got quite a about four or five albums of some of his music um, oh. when it's leading praise and worship um, that people will probably recognize once they go into the music albums. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate our time here today. I learned a lot and I'm excited for our audience to hear this today. And can I have one of you in our episode today with a prayer? That would be that would be great. Absolutely, Dallas. Thank you for your time. Yes, and thank, thank you, you to your audience for allowing us to come in and listen to us today. So, Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity. We thank you for what you're using Dallas in in this great moment, God, in his life. Thank you for the work that they're doing in Brazil and their missionary work, God, and their outreach. We pray, God, that you just cause it to grow exponentially, Lord. And I pray that the heart of every person who listened today, God, may they have been touched by some seed of truth yes. that begins to grow and begins to bear fruit in their life. Father, we call for the harvest of the kingdom of God in this end time. We need you, Jesus, and we need you more desperately today than we ever have before. Be present in our lives and let each one of us learn how to walk into that secret place. In Jesus' name, thank you for it. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.